Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Internet, and welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. If you're brand new to Intoxicated, this is a drinking variety talk show where typically I have friends on and we talk about life. Apologies in advance for my voice during this intro. I am so sick with like the worst cold of life. Been drinking hot tea all day, but it doesn't seem to be doing anything. Guys, I'm super excited for this week's episode. This week, I have a super special guest on Intoxicated. I get to sit down and do an episode with Heidi Brander. Heidi is a stand-up comedian, and she is a writer for 22 Minutes on CBC, and she's a very awesome, funny lady. Now, there's actually a story behind this that goes back to three years ago when I actually saw a set of hers at a pop explosion comedy show, and it was one of those comedy sets that really resonated with me. We seem to have the same type of humor, same self-deprecation. And so when I started the podcast, she was always one of my end game guests to have on. So I actually sent her a tweet and she agreed to come on. So it's really super awesome that I got to have Heidi on. I've been wanting to do it essentially ever since the podcast started. It's always been a goal of mine to get comedians on because I love talking with comedians. They are just the type of people I want to have on my podcast. And I can't think of a better way to start that than to have Heidi on. So we got together. We had some afternoon beers. And we talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about stand-up comedy comedy in general, being a self-deprecating woman, which is something that speaks true to my soul because I'm super self-deprecating. I think there's a lot of challenges that come with being a self-deprecating woman, especially in comedy. It was just really refreshing and great to talk to another woman who is a lot like me and that we typically say the things that everyone else is thinking but don't want to say out loud. And that's part of what drew me to Heidi. So we did talk a lot about that. And also, you know, about dating in our 30s. And we told some hookup stories. So it's a really good episode. I really enjoyed this one. I'm super stoked that I got to have one of my guest goals on the show. So guys, be sure to follow Heidi on social media. She is at Heidi Brander on Instagram and Twitter. I will link below to her socials. I will also leave a link for a upcoming show she is doing in Toronto with some comedian friends of hers on April 13th. For any listeners in the Toronto area, you can go check her out. I want to give a big shout out thank you to our two Patreons. That is Tyler and Zoe. You guys are awesome. Thanks so much for your support. I actually really can't wait to actually find out more from you guys, find out about what you want to hear on the show, get some feedback from y'all, because that's what it's all about on Patreon. So make sure to check out our Patreon page. We are at Patreon com slash intoxicated. There's a bunch of different reward levels on there you can check out. So if you want to sign up, we would love to have you as a member of our Patreon community. Don't forget to follow the podcast on social media as well. That's Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast, on Twitter at in underscore intoxicated. You can also email any feedback or questions to intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, make sure you do hit the subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you use. Make sure you do subscribe to Intoxicated Podcast and Intoxicated Reviews. So if you're new to the show, Intoxicated Reviews is essentially a pop culture recap podcast hosted by my friend Corey. He talks about everything TV and movies, and it's fantastic. So make sure you do subscribe 
over there as well as it is a separate feed. Anyways, guys, I'm slowly but surely losing my voice, so I'm going to cut to this awesome episode with the very lovely and talented Heidi Brander. Let's get her going, eh? That was really Canadian. <laughs> that was really Canadian of me. Oh, Canadian. Let's it, get like, her going, going with accent. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I'm so excited right now. I have Miss Heidi Brander on the podcast. Hi, it's me. It's Heidi. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. The- Thanks for having me on. I'm so, I'm so freaking excited. You don't even know. Like when you agreed <laughs> to come on, I was literally like, what? You were like one of my end game guests. And now I have to find another end game guest. Oh, yay. Oh, man. I, I, you peaked too early. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. But thanks so much for coming on. I'm here with Heidi, and we are drinking some Two Crows. Two Crows beer. Table beer. Table beer. The guy at the liquor store made a joke. He's like, where's the chair beer? Mm. (laughs) Okay, guy, don't judge the beer. Come on. I just kind of gave him a little bit of a giggle to make him feel good. (laughs) But we are drinking beer. And oddly enough, both me and Heidi are a bit hungover today. Totally. Oh, boy. I thought I was the only one. I was like, I hope she doesn't judge me that I'm slightly hungover. Do you find that drinking helps with a hangover, though? I It feels very disgusting because I like will put alcohol into my body and be like, oh, I feel better. Oh, no. This is so bad. I feel like certain things, like like Heidi actually uh, requested wine or beer. And when I was like picking up the booze, I was like, what does my stomach want more? Probably beer. I feel like beer is a good hangover drink. Totally. And Caesars. Oh my god, I love Caesars. Yeah, Caesars, I, I do too. Caesars are a lot to like assemble though. Like if I would have felt bad if I was like, mm, bring over a big thing of Clamato <laughs> and like Tabasco and stuff. It's there was one podcast that uh we did broken down golf carts. Oh no. And that oh, no. meant like getting a shit ton of different ingredients and like I I was like carrying like two bags of stuff. I was just like, ah, beer is just so easy. It's yeah. just a couple cans and we're good to go. So let's bring exactly. it for a cheers, even cheers. though it's not going to pick it up. Because <laughs> <laughs> put the sound effect of a cheers in. Yeah. Mm. So normally I start off the show because I, I usually have a lot of friends on. Um, normally I start with like a friendship origin story. Ooh. Um, so like we're not really friends, although We'll be friends. We'll, we're we'll friends. be friends. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you bought me a beer. We're friends. But I actually have a story to tell you oh, about a couple of years ago. Oh, no. And you, you won't remember this at all. But a couple of years ago, it was a pop explosion show. Uh-huh. And I went and Eric Andre was the, like, was the headliner. Oh, yeah. And it was down at, uh, I want to say it was the Atlantica. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And so I went with a friend and I saw your set and I died laughing like i just remember just being like this girl's hilarious <laughs> and like i and i do like i do anytime i see a stand-up i like like i'll instantly follow you like Aww. i'll like like i'll just pull up my phone like during the set and like find them and follow them and i remember like you made me laugh so hard and then like fucking eric andre like was like on stage like naked with He's his balls amazing. between his legs yeah that was that was incredible i yeah. can't even oh I was just like, whoa, like I knew who he was, but like I just thought he would do regular stand up. Right? Then he was the, he was crazy. I like, love him. Put it like literally got naked on stage. And yet I walked away from that show just being like, I really like this Heidi girl. She was Aww. awesome. And I tweeted at you. Yes. So I tweeted at you and I was like, girl, you're like my spirit animal because you had a joke. You, you made a, a bit about, uh, masturbating to Drake. And I, went, yeah. I think it was Drake. It was. It, I, yeah, it was definitely Drake. And the mic the drop. The mic drop, yeah. The, and it just spoke to my soul. 
<laughs> so much so that I had to tweet you. And I remember you wrote me back and you were like, thanks so much. This girl was a total bitch to me after the show. And like, I, my night was ruined and you made my night. That, like, like, when you say like, oh, you won't remember this. I'm like, that. I remember that night like all the time. That, cause like, you don't get like, you don't get a lot of like mean social media stuff normally. Like, we're just like local comedians. We're not superstars or anything right. like that. You know, and you don't get a lot of nice social media stuff and you don't get a lot of mean stuff either. And then this like random person tweeted at me like made said at Heidi Brander to make sure I saw it and was like you did the same set that you did like at another show that I was at and I'm like yeah like I'm not like comedy is weird like it's like you don't have that much material like it seems like it's all being made up on the fly and stuff but like we write this stuff and like you wouldn't go up to a musician and be like how dare you do the same (laughs) set of music that I saw before and like sorry but like don't make like she just it completely ruined my and also like she was also tweeting positively about like two of my friends that were also on the show being like, but like this guy killed and that guy killed. And I'm like, well, like they're doing the exact same sets too. You just didn't see them before. So why are you mad at me? And like, that's ridiculous. Just like ruin my night. And then I get this like magical tweet <gasps> from like this beautiful like oh, girl. Oh my God. And like, you just like, I was like moping around so hard and we went to a show. I can't remember what we went to see a band at like, uh, oh my God, what's that venue called? The like where, where bingo is all the time. Oh, the forum. The forum, yeah. So we went to, and I, I was just like mopey McGee, like at the forum, and then I see this tweet, and you just like completely like one eighty'd my night, and I was like, there are good people in the world. That and see, that's the thing. Like, and that's why I feel like it's hard to engage sometimes. Like, we're we're all kind of lazy as a culture, like in terms of engaging with the people we like on social media because we're just always on it and it's it's a lot and it's like i make a point if i see someone like doing something that like made me belly laugh like you hit me right in the giggle dick (laughs) with those jokes (laughs) oh my god i I have to let you know like it's Uh because like and, and the thing i like about you and like the reason like you were one of the people I thought of when I was like, I need to get comedians on. I want to approach Heidi is the self-deprecation. Because <laughs> it's like, I'm super self-deprecating. Yeah. It's like, how, how would you ever have confidence in this world? Come on. <laughs> okay. And like, that's interesting because a lot of people think that if you are self-deprecating, you're not confident. And I disagree. I think, true. I think it takes confidence to be self-deprecating that's very true i didn't think about it like that yeah to like make fun of yourself well yeah that yeah like i don't i say stuff on stage that i like i mean it but i don't like mean like i don't know people will come up to me and be like you know like you actually shouldn't like say that stuff about yourself because like you're like pretty and everything like that and i'm like but like in my own (laughs) head i am like well i mean i am very confident but i'm also very like LOL, like, I'm a monster. (laughs) (laughs) See, and I'm like, LOL, I'm a piece of trash. Like, that's, like, I call myself garbage all the time. And people are just like, don't do that. I'm just like, yeah, but it's funny. Yeah, it's kind of like with, uh, you know, when you make fun of, like, your mom or something like that. But if someone else makes fun of your mom, you're like, stop that. Like, yeah, I'm the only one that's allowed to make fun of my mom. It's kind of like that. Like, I'm a very confident person. And I can make fun of myself. But if someone were to be like, oh, like... Your your face is weird or something like that. I, I will be like, fuck you. Like I'll be exactly. so <laughs> No, that's it's kinda like you're giving yourself the upper hand in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always like to make fun of myself for things that I know other people are thinking but aren't saying. 
Oh, yeah. That's kind of what I like to do sometimes. Yeah. Like, I know you think that mm, I'm, I'm unorganized and I'm a piece of shit, so I'm just, I'm going to say that, like, before you do. Totally. Or before you say it in a way that's, like, passive-aggressive or, like, whatever. But- and it's so much more appealing to do that than to be one of these people who, like, like, everyone, no one's perfect, but, like, mm. if you walk around, like, I'm perfect. Like, I'm, like, schmooze, schmooze, swagger, swagger. Like, I don't like those kind of people. They seem so fake to me. Oh. <laughs> so this is why I like yes. So not to bury the lead, but you are a stand-up comedian. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I do that thing. <laughs> I do the comedy thing. Um, and so you, you're a writer for Twenty Two Minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that kind of like your main gig right now? Is, is yeah, I've been so main gig like six months a year. I live I, I live in Halifax and I write for Twenty Two. And then in the summer, I do a little bit of like Baroness von Sketch, which is like my favorite fucking show to write for. It's so good, and like all those girls are so awesome and then i do like some like still standing if you'd heard of that show too no but i, I will check it out yeah it's really it's good just, still so what what is that exactly it's like so there's this comedian named johnny harris who's like from murdoch mysteries and stuff and he goes around to all these like small towns across canada that have, are kind of like down on their luck and then he uh sort of profiles the town but like it's it's like a documentary on the town but it's funny and then at the end he does like a big stand-up show uh for like all the people that live in the town and the they he performs for them so yeah like we get to like kind of write some bits for him about the town it's very fun (laughs) do you get to go to the towns well i didn't last year but this year i do so like that's gonna be fun i get to like travel to cool cool and not so cool places and is it just in canada yeah it's just in canada that's unreal because small towns in canada i mean like i grew up in anaganash yeah, oh man, so. I used to live near, well, I lived in like Stellarton for mm, like a very mm. brief stint. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where are you from? Um, I, ugh. So I was born in, I was born in Halifax. Like I was a little baby for a couple of years in Halifax, although my parents are from PEI and they live back there now. But, uh, my dad like worked in the newspaper business, so he had to like move around a lot. So I lived in Stellarton. Cornwall, Ontario, Georgetown, Ontario, and then yeah, we went back to PEI. So I I identify as being from PEI. <laughs> that that makes sense. So you're maritimer at heart. Yeah, like, exactly. Like pretty, you're pretty much a maritimer. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Like this yeah. is the first time I've really lived in Halifax, even though I was technically born here. Yeah, crazy. And I have a question. Mm-hmm. How did you like? At what age did you know that you were funny? Oh God. Ugh. My whole family is, like, really funny. Like, we yeah. all make fun of each other. I'm probably the least funny person in my family. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like, I was always, like, the butt of all the jokes, and I think that's, like, where the self-deprecation thing comes. Oh, yes, it would. Are you the yeah. youngest? Yeah, I'm the youngest. That would do it. Yeah. My dad's hilarious, and, like, my grandfather was, like, hilarious and stuff. So, yeah, like, I yeah, I don't think I knew I was funny until probably, like, university, just because everyone around me was always so much funnier, and I was just trying to, like, compete. Keep up. Mm. Keep up with them a little bit. Did you, like, when did you realize that you wanted to do stand-up and, like, actually get on that stage? Because I can't imagine that, taking that first step to get up on that stage and do it. Because I... I have jokes in my phone. Like, oh yeah, you should you should really do it. Like, I mean, that's the thing. If you have a, like, if you're writing jokes in your phone, like that means you've got like the little bug. Because so many people are like, no, I, I would absolutely never do that. But if you're like thinking about thinking it, it's yeah. way easier than you think it's going. Oh be. yeah, is mm-hmm. it? Does it? Is it nerve wracking? Like, do you remember your first show? It's still nerve wracking. Like every time I have to go to Yuck Yucks, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and like some people, some people don't have that dread. Like a lot of people 
people are like, man, I got to get on stage. I can't wait. Da da da. But I like always am filled with dread and like oh, fear man. and stuff. Shit. But then it starts, if it starts going well, I'm like, oh, this is fun. And I loosen up a bit. But for the first, like until you get like the first laugh, you're just like, oh God, how is this going to go? So, That's the thing. And whenever I go to stand up shows, I make sure I laugh loud so they hear me laughing. Yeah, like, so like do stuff like that. That's yeah. so nice. And like when people, like even when it's a good show and people are like, mm-hmm, like, tiny class yeah i'm like no everyone we, like the comedian needs your help <laughs> like, seriously laugh though, really because loud. they need yeah you need that momentum mm-hmm. and you need that energy i think like what do you do in times when you're not getting that because like i can't imagine the ability to like sp- speak on the spot like and try like because for me it's like i have i have notes in my phone that are jokes but like it's the transitions between them that i'm just like mm-hmm. that takes a fucking skill oh yeah and it's like it's really like a learning curve because like you're, my first like I don't know year of stand-up I just kind of memorized things and like ran through it in my head and went up like a robot just like barking out the jokes that I'd written which were fine but like there's something about just like being loose and like being in the moment and everything like that and then you kind of have to do some gigs that like are bad which is to to grow like you really need to like I started doing like some yuck yuck shows um, in Ontario, which are like the Yuck Yucks in Halifax is amazing. Like the Yuck Yucks in certain small towns in Ontario. <laughs> oh God. <That's> so good. <laughs> oh my God. Like it's like people are like rooting for you to fail. So you oh. go up and like you just have to die. And then, uh, you, it's kind of like throwing like a cat in the, or, you know, a baby or something in the water. And then like they sink to the bottom and like they think they're going to die. And then they eventually like, I don't know if that's ha- that happens when you throw a baby in the water, but. It's a great analogy. I love that your mind went there. <laughs> baby in the water. You know, the baby will probably drown, but like maybe, maybe one baby will like doggy paddle up to the top. I don't know. It's like otters. <laughs> so like mother otters like drag their babies under the water to uh, teach them how to swim see yeah it's like that i did not know that about otters <laughs> yeah, wow you should look it up on youtube like like literally like look up otter teaching baby to swim and it looks terrifying yeah <laughs> like it looks like they're babies. drowning their babies but really they're just teaching them like this is what it's like underwater this is what you're supposed to do Oh man! Like I, I don't, I don't know if I want to see that. Like, no, that it's fine if the baby learns how to swim or the baby, the otter. Come on, (laughs) otters are my favorite. (laughs) They always look like they're having so much fun. They're holding hands all the time. They're so cute. They're adorable. The teddy bears of the sea. Teddy bears of the sea. So, do you remember what your worst show was? Wow, that's a good question. Oh no. Oh my god. I've had so many <laughs> bad to ones. PTSD memories. I mean, my whole thing is that like I love uh gay people and I love like <laughs> and like I was sort of raised by gay people in, in comedy basically. Like my best friend, his name's Andrew Johnston, and he's like a, an amazing gay comedian and like he was the one that was like you need to do stand up like um and he gave me like a spot on he did this like uh gay female show when there wasn't really any of those like in Toronto and he would give me a spot every month on his show and so I sort of learned how to do stand up in front of an audience of like women and like gay men and stuff so that's where that's what I find funny and that's who I want to entertain and like I just, that's like my ideal audience. So when you throw me in, I remember I did like a yuck yuck show and it was all military people. No, not, no offense to military people. Like we thank you for your service, (laughs) but like they just don't get me at all. And then there was like this group of guys that were like, 
Ugh, yeah, like just stone faced. Like anytime uh, you throw me in front of like a bunch of straight dudes, like uh, sometimes it'll be good. But like when I was first starting, it was just like no, like they did not. And like a lot of people, when you're a woman, will just like they'll decide to like go pee because they're like oh like they won't even give you a chance. They're just like oh like a chick's on stage and they'll get up and leave. And so like just getting on stage and like seeing like sixteen people stand up and leave before uh, you've even opened your mouth is like. <laughs> and I was trying to avoid the what's it like to be a woman in comedy question because I'm sure you get that oh yeah all the a time a fuck ton but you said it right like I feel like sometimes they either don't they don't, they don't take you seriously yeah and which is weird because it's comedy so like like it's this weird thing where we're like yeah like you said they probably put more pressure on you maybe or maybe they like they don't hold you to the same standard as a guy and that's bullshit oh totally that's absolutely and like I mean bullshit. when people do see me like I hate this cliche like I mean the women in comedy question and like yeah I know it sounds so cliche and a lot of people don't believe that this actually happens but so many people will come up to you after a show and be like you know I don't really like women comedians but like you were really funny and I'm like <laughs> you're really funny for a woman yeah and I'm like, Dude, are you hearing what's coming out of your mouth right now like oh my Jesus. god it is changing like it's changing very quickly which is great like yes. I mean the thing about Halifax though is like there's not very many female comedians and like the ones that are here are really like working and hustling so hard but like I just want every like if you're a woman and you live in Halifax and like like you and you're like I'm writing jokes down in my phone but I'm I don't know like just go do it oh my uh, god there's so many so dudes here with like conf unearned confidence that like do comedy all the time and there's like four women like ugh. unearned confidence mm -hmm. that's the perfect way to say it like that's exactly it <laughs> yes yes Belle. Yes. no but like that's so true because yeah when i when i was thinking of because you know there's there's a lot of comedians i think of when i think of people i'd like to have on but like i like physically getting together and podcasting like rather than over skype or something i just find it takes away the vibe yeah um like literally like you were one of the only people i thought of and the reason like i kind of go to women is i'm like you I love gay men, <laughs> and I'm a girl's girl. Yeah. So, like, like I, I make the joke all the time. I'm like, straight men are just not my demographic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or at least I feel that way. Because I'm pretty flamboyant and out there. And I'm just <laughs> like, whoa, this is too much. And that was one thing about you. Like, I looked up, one of your, like, a YouTube of your stand-up. Oh, man. And you had a joke that was like, yeah, guys don't like me because I'm self-deprecating. And when you said that, I was like... Thank you! Because <laughs> I feel the same way. Oh, yeah. I feel like guys don't know how to take it sometimes. Well, yeah. And, like, oh, sometimes, when, when guys are, like, fu when you're funnier than a guy that you're with, like, they... I mean, guys say that they want, like, a funny girl, but they don't want someone that's funnier than them. Nope. Like, when I start... When I go on a first date, like, it's always such a disaster because I'll tell people, like... I'll be like, oh, what do you do? And they'll be like, oh, I work for, like, the government or, like, something like that. And I'm like, oh, I'm a writer for 22 minutes. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm really funny. How do I get your job? And then it just becomes them, like, 
interviewing me about how they get my job. And I'm like, well, I don't want you to have my job because I have my, I don't, I want my job. I work <laughs> like, for this job. Yeah. I don't want you to take it from don't me. Don't take my job for me. Like, That's also, we just met. Like, yeah. why are you like asking me how you can get my job? Well, because, yeah, because I think people might have a, like, they might have an image in their head of like what it is to be a writer. And it's like, no, there's so much more that goes into writing. Well, it's like working imagine. your butt off for, like, I worked my ass off for like, almost like 10 years before I got like a like I from high school I was like I want to write for TV like I'm gonna work really hard I'm gonna write scripts and like submit them and like you know do comedy and like write 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 all the time and then finally like I got a job and it drives me crazy when like someone who has never really done it before who's like I'm funny I yeah. I mean someone that I'm on a first date with who's like I'm really funny so like I think I could do that too tell me how <laughs> No, like, like, yeah, it's not like you get, like, on a first date, give them a rundown. Okay, so this is what you do. And then they go the next day and get it. Like, yeah, that's, like, that's, that's not, not how gonna life happen. works. Oh, God. Fuck. So first dates, are you a single gal? Yeah, I'm very single. Oh, my God. I haven't had a relationship in a million yeah. years. Oh, boy. Has it been, it's been a while. It's been a really long time, but, like, mm. I like it. Like, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, I think I would like being in a relationship if I found, like, a really fun person, but... No one I've met has been like it's Fun. like you. I don't know. Like I'm like you are going to be a lot of work that I like <laughs> don't really care to put it. Like I, I know I've got like a whole bunch of friends. I've got like a bunch of friends that we all like do everything together. It's very cliquey, and they're all single too. So like mm. I don't really miss the relationship stuff and like that's good though that you have a lot of single friends because mm-hmm. at least you're not seeing like because i have a lot of friends right now who are like in relationships or married with kids and it's just like it stares me in the face yeah same <laughs> so it's good to have a gaggle of like single people that you can just like kind of hang out with yeah and i yeah. feel like i mean that kind of pressure to like you know hook up and or like you know like get it get with someone and like get married and have kids and everything I don't know, like, I find that is more prevalent on, like, the East Coast than it is in, like, Toronto, because Toronto's where I live most of the year, and, like, that's where all my friends are, and they're all single and stuff, but when I get back, I think it's mostly my mother, too, <laughs> like, so I'll, like, oh, come back, God, and my yeah. mom's like, when are you going, like, have you met anyone yet? And, <laughs> and I'm like, I could, like... I could go on Tinder right now and find a guy and we could be married in like a month if I wanted to because I'm, I am awesome, but like, I don't want just anyone. I want like someone that's really cool. Thank you. I totally fucking agree. And I feel like there's this common thing with people who have been single for a while where people kind of want to say like, lower your standards. Yeah. Or stop being picky. Oh, my mom says I'm picky all the time. It's just like. It's not being picky. It's wanting to find someone who you're not going to divorce in four years. Yeah, or like if you, you know, really like, think that like marriage is a institution that is worth respecting, like like I have to spend the rest of my life with this person. Uh, none of these clowns are cutting cutting it for me. So like I'm gonna keep waiting. Oh man, it's so fun. So did you do online dating a lot? Or yeah, I I get into like since I've gotten this job though, it's been hard because I'll start online every time I move back to Toronto or move back to Halifax. I'll start getting on Bumble and like looking around for what's out there, and uh, then I'll I'll do that for like a month and I'll just get tired of it and then like like I'll just quit again. So I'll probably go back to Toronto and like see what's out there, and unless someone like really you know like makes an impression on me immediately, I'll probably just like taper off and stop doing it. it's so much easier just to like 
be by yourself or with your friends. I totally agree. I think it's like a second job managing all these apps. Yeah. It feels exhausting. It's so exhausting. Do you like Bumble? I prefer it to Tinder because for a while I was getting stuff on Tinder. Like, you know, those secret creeps. They'll be like, hey, how's it going? And then you like won't write back or you'll write back like once. And then they'll start like negging you and being like, you're a bitch. Like, you're not getting back to me. Like, man, man. Well, I guess this is going good. Or, yeah. like, like they'll say something, like, kind of sarcastic. Yeah, and it just depresses me because I'm like, I didn't, like, you wake up in the morning and then, or, like, if, I I remember texting with this guy and then I went to bed and then I didn't respond to him because I was unconscious. <laughs> and I woke up the next day to, like, this, like, series of messages of him just, like, spiraling and, like, calling me a bitch and, like, saying I wasn't ever gonna, like, I was gonna die alone and, like, not be happy and all this stuff. And I was like, good morning to you, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, God, they take things way too seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, they really, really do. It's it's so frustrating. I'm, like, like I'm the same. Like, I've been single for six years. Uh, I've only had two relationships. Oh man, yeah. I have had very few too. Like yeah. it's ugh. see, I feel like we're cut from the same cloth because yeah. like I get the it's same thing. Like, it's always really nice to like meet people that are in the same boat as you too. But sometimes I feel like I'm the only person that like hasn't really had like crazy relationship times. Like I, uh, yeah. I've had like boyfriends for like. I think max like six months. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But like, like, like a couple different like six months situations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I've only had long term like couple of years, and like super casual. They probably don't know my last name. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I've had like I've had most mostly those. Yeah. yeah. I've had a lot of casual sex experiences, and like it's just like getting a bit like it's fun. It is, but it's just kind of you. Maybe you feel the same. I don't know, but. Like you said, you're self-deprecating, but you have a confidence. Like, you know you have the confidence. Mm. And you know you have a personality. I'm always just like, I have a personality. So, like, what am I doing? Like, why am I not making a mark on people? Because it's not like I'm boring them. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you'll just like, you're just like, I am me. And I know I have a personality, so what's the problem? Like, I feel that way all the time. So, like, people think, oh, you're mad because you're desperate. And I'm like, no, I'm just mad that, like... Other people aren't getting it. Well, yeah, like, I, and then you'll see, like, girls that, I don't know, are with guys with personalities, and then they're, like, so boring. So, like, I always am like, oh, like, I have a personality, so I should be with someone that has a personality. But then I'm like, maybe I should be looking for someone that's, like, kind of dull. Because it seems to be working out for, like, in, like, the opposite way. Like, there's so many guys that, like, are, you know, like have charisma and charm and are with these girls who are like duds. And that's the thing. Like, I kind of want someone who like, we can like bounce yeah, off each other. Exactly. And it's like, to me, that's more exciting than like being the extrovert when I'm with an introvert. Introvert. Like, I don't think I could date an introvert. It's just not, I think it would drive me nuts. Yeah. Like that's why honest. I love gay guys so much because gay guys have such big personalities and like nothing is more fun to me than having like an, a super hilarious, like, colorful conversation with people that like just throwing barbs back and forth at each other yes. whereas like i don't know like when i go out on dates i'm like okay like time for me to indulge this boring guy and all his boring <laughs> life <laughs> no oh it sucks i hate it i really hate it like i hate that like just 
grasping at strings to try to connect with somebody. Like, it feels like it just it just isn't right sometimes. Ugh. But it doesn't matter either. Like, I mean, like, I think I could be happy being single for, like, the rest of my life. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, we're all just bags of meat, like, flopping <laughs> around. And, like, we're all going to die alone anyway, so... <laughs> Nothing matters. <laughs> Nothing matters in the grand scheme of things. You're right, though. Like, I feel like sometimes I'm just like, I feel like I want a relationship, but I've been used to being alone for so long that I mm-hmm. feel like the transition would just be very hard. I think, though, that like, I do believe that there's someone for something, someone for everyone, and that, like, it's just a matter, like, there's a reason that we're sitting here waiting. I, I think. Th- that's true. I think it builds character, too. Mm-hmm. And it makes you more humble, I think. And it makes you, like, okay to be alone. Like, I, like, I've, I'm at the age, I don't know how old you are, but I'm at the, I'm currently at the age where, like, a lot of people are getting divorced, and then you, like, mm-hmm. see how they are when they're alone, and it's like, you don't know how to be alone. Oh, wow, you're freaking out right now. Yes. That's just, well, I'm 31, so I feel like I'm getting a lot of people getting married, or they're, like, within the first couple of years of marriage right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the divorce wave is probably coming for mm. me in a couple of years. Oh, baby. <laughs> it's coming hard and fast. Yeah. <laughs> what about babies? Do you want babies? I think babies are so cute. Like, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not the kind of person that's going to get, like, like freeze my eggs or anything like that actually i um had a kind of a choice a couple years ago like um because i was like uh, like my my mom and like all my friends i think i think i would like to have a baby eventually because babies are so cute and sweet but i am not in a relationship right now and then um my friend's sister was like freezing her eggs and she was like you should freeze your eggs too and I was like, oh, how much is that? And she was like, $10,000. And I was like, what? And, uh, yeah. I it was like, even more than that. I thought it was like 20000 or something. No, it's, I think it's only ten. It might be a bit more than that. Yeah. It is very expensive, though, like unreasonably expensive. And then, uh, I, like, yeah, like I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. Or I can get like my green card, which is like my work visa in like the United States. Cause I do want to move to the States and like try to, be a comedian there and then um so i was like i like crossroads like family or career i was like i think i choose career so i'm like doing the green card thing right now but like yeah i love i love babies i love looking at other people's babies but like i'm just gonna leave it up to the universe and uh like i'm yeah i'm not gonna do anything weird or crazily scientific like yeah (laughs) embryos or anything like that but if i meet someone and like before i dry up i'm going to (laughs) (laughs) yeah great imagery (laughs) like i would if i met someone that like really 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 wanted kids i would be like sure yeah but also i'm like i'm really career focused and like, like you can always adopt and stuff like that too so yeah and adoption's really pricey, too, though. Oh, that's I know. I, Everything's so expensive. I, that's the thing. I'm just like, I don't know. In vitro would be pricey. Adoption would be pricey. Like, I don't know. It just seems like if you're a single gal that wants kids, like, you gotta start saving for that shit. Oh, God, I know. Oh, it's ridiculous. And it makes me so sad that there's so many, like, babies in the world that don't have families and, like... Yeah. There's people like me that's like, oh, I could, oh, I could take this thing. <laughs> and then, uh, 
I think I'll get a dog first. Like, that's probably a good, that's a good. Well, they say that that's a good first step to being a mom is like have a puppy. Oh, I want a puppy so bad. Like I think babies are cute, and I think dogs are like, like their dogs are everything. They're the happiest. They make me so happy. Oh god, they're adorable. Are you more a dog person or a cat person? Oh, I'm a hundred percent more of a dog person. Yeah. I mean, cats are cats are fine. Yeah. I don't I don't know what all the hype is though. Like people, <laughs> people love, but yeah, I love dogs. Um, um, not not like little dogs though. I want like a big beast of a dog. Yes, like a like a big like you can't control them. I think same like with cats too though. I really like like big fat cats. <laughs> like I think that they're cool. Yes. When, it, when they're like little slinky like scratchy ones, I'm like, oh, this is the worst. <laughs> it's like my cat. Oh. <laughs> I mean, but I have an Instagram account for oh. Instagram account. account. <laughs> Instagram account for her. I Yay. gave her her own Instagram because that's just who I am. <laughs> and this is why I'm single. What's your cat's name? Mindy. Oh, that's such a cute name. I named her after Mindy Kaling because oh. I was I was really big into the Mindy project. Like when it was in its prime, it's gotten terrible. Oh, but I know. I watched it up until they she had her baby. And then I was like, oh, I'll watch this again. And then I just never did. Right? It just fell off. Mm-hmm. What are the things do you think that's influenced your comedy the most in terms Ooh. of, like, just who you are as a comedian? It's weird because, like, I, ugh, as a, if you were to see me do, like, 45 minutes of stand-up, I have a lot of jokes about, like, you know, like, hang, being, like, a fag hag and, like, hanging out <laughs> with gay guys and stuff. And so, like, I really like what Kathy Griffin is doing, yes. but I don't like Kathy Griffin. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> true, yeah. yeah like, I think so I could hang out with her. I want her audiences. Like, I, that would be my dream. Like, she can just go and, you know, put on a show and they'll be, like... 8,000 like gay guys there to see her. Actually, there's a comedian that you should really watch, uh, who is a really good friend of mine. Her name's Catherine Ryan. Okay. She's a Netflix special. Yeah. It's the best. Like, she, we kind of like, uh, she, she was like probably into comedy for a few years before I started, and I got to like watch her when I, uh, was just starting out and then she moved to the UK and she just like blew up in the UK. Like she's basically like the Amy Schumer of the UK and she is like gonna be big here too very soon. But yeah, it's kind of weird because, uh, she's like a very good friend of mine. She was just in town around Christmas. Like she was on 22 minutes for an episode, which was really fun. But like it's weird when like one of your good friends becomes your favorite comedian like oh she's God, yeah. amazing and so she does stuff about like pop culture like that's the kind of stuff that I like to yes. joke about so my stuff was like mostly I didn't really watch a lot of stand-up because we didn't really have a lot of stand-up like in PEI when I was growing up uh I didn't really know what it was so I'm not someone that's like Seinfeld or like, <laughs> like Min- Mindy Kaling's awesome like yeah I'm I worship Tina Fey yes. obviously um, there's this show called Difficult People that's I really love yeah, yeah, yeah. That so I like love Julie Klausner so much, like yes. she, and like Billy Eichner and stuff too, like just stuff like that, like stuff that's like super entrenched in pop culture that like a lot of normal people wouldn't get the references, but like mm-hmm. I get the references because I that's what I'm into, and yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god. Up my alley. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check her out because when you said Amy Schumer of UK, I was like sold because yeah. Amy Schumer's. <laughs> Probably my favorite. And I know people cringe when I, when I say that. No, Amy Schumer's great. Yeah, people, like, I feel like, I don't know. She just represents who I am, I think. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, again, 
super self-deprecating. Like, that's just my type of humor. So, like, when, when a woman is doing that on stage. But that said, like, I rediscovered, um, what's her name? Janine Garofalo. Oh, I love Janine Garofalo. I rediscovered her recently, and I was like, fuck, this is awesome. Oh, man, she like, did a show at Comedy Bar in Toronto, and, like, she did an hour, and she was just so cool and confident. And, like, it wasn't really rehearsed or polished. She just kind of riffs on, like, whatever she feels like talking about. But it's still it. so funny. Ugh. I love that takes such a fucking skill i just like i i honest to god like look up to comedians because i'm just like it takes such confidence to do that like mm-hmm. put yourself out there like that so did you ever have here's another question jokes about maybe someone in your life or like an ex or or somebody has anyone gotten pissed off at a joke you've made oh i'm waiting for that because like <laughs> I, I usually don't use people's names, names. Yeah. but like I do have one joke where I like uh, it's it's sort of based on a friend of mine and I use her real name and I don't think she's like watched my stand up or anything like that like um and I I love her so much but it's just kind of about like when you have kids how you like change and then uh-huh. it, it becomes like kids <laughs> so I use like and then um, my joke is just about like she, uh, like, I went to, like, her nursery, and, like, this part is, like, sort of made up, but I go to her nursery, and I'm like, oh, she has a sign on the wall above the crib, and it's like, first, we had each other, then we had you, now we have everything. And then I'm like, I'm like, bitch, your yearbook quote was two in the pink and one in the stink. Like, come on, like, come off of it. And so, she's actually my friend from university, and, uh, she was like, party, 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 like, mm. crazy, like fun, fun, fun. And then, um, she had kids and now it's sort of like that never happened. Like she's right. just kind of like whitewashed everything. And it's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like that. Like what? I don't, I've not, anyway. So I use her real name in my stand up set and she hasn't ever said anything, but I'm just waiting for her to like see that joke and to be like, Oh no, you didn't. I don't think, I don't think that she'll like be that pissed, but like I think her feelings might be a bit hurt. And I, but I like, Every time I try to change the name, uh, I always accidentally slip back into, like, uh-huh. use her real name. So it's, I don't know. I've had guests come on with fake names on the show. Oh. <laughs> like, friends of mine who just kind of want to talk about, like, sex stuff, but they don't want the real name of that. Oh, God. Do you, like, warp their voices? <laughs> I don't. But, like, I have a friend who, like, goes by a fake name and he's been on three times. And even still, like, on his third episode, I'm just like, I say his real name. I'm just like, fuck, Sarah, do that again. And then I have to say the line again. And it's just like, oh, my God. It's so, it's it's so stressful. (laughs) I think I remember that joke that you made about your friend. That's so funny. Do you ever have guys on dates be like, don't make jokes about me? Like, no. I mean, yeah, like... uh, I think, actually, sometimes, like, people will be like, don't, don't write a joke about this. Um... Or, like, the opposite, like, you should write a skit about this. Oh, um, gosh. Like, it's called a sketch. Don't call it a skit. Um, <laughs> this isn't a play. This isn't a high school this, variety this show. <laughs> uh, exactly. Like, do not call it a skit. But, like, oh, God, I don't know. Like, yeah, there's been, like, no one really minds, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. That's good. Because I feel like, like, even with me with the podcast, because I talk a lot about personal stuff on it. Um, I actually was seeing a guy for a bit from Tinder. And when I say seen, I mean four or five dates. Yeah. Let's say four. Probably wasn't five. But it was like a couple dates. It's hard to get past that hump, man. (laughs) It is. I mean, it's hard to even get to the first date with me. I'm just like, 
big like i'm just too nervous to ask guys out but uh but like he was just like so like you have the podcast like are you gonna mention me on it like super just like scared that oh. i was gonna mention him on the podcast because you never know with that because some people are like are you gonna mention me on it like and or like are you gonna do a joke about me and I'm like, do you want me to <laughs> yeah, like is seriously. that like are you embarrassed because if you're really embarrassed i won't say anything but like it seems like you want me to <laughs> yeah well that's just it it's like yeah how do you gauge that and I think with a lot of people, like, I actually had a male friend of mine. He was just like, he actually said, like, I get intimidated by you because you have a platform. Oh. And I was like, you're overestimating my platform? Like, <laughs> I get, you know, I have a small listenership. It's, it's good growing. that he was that it's honest, growing. though. Like, wow, yeah. guys are very rarely that honest. Like, they'll be like, oh, and then they'll <laughs> die of a heart attack, like, 60 years later from, like, forcing all of their emotions down oh man shit it's so funny <laughs> but like actually when i thought of when i thought of this episode and having you on i was like okay now's the time to tell this really awkward tinder hookup story that i have oh yay that i've never told on the podcast yet <gasps> and this is the guy who didn't want me talking about him on the podcast <laughs> i will add that he ghosted me and it's been like a long time. You haven't talked to me since, so I'm allowed to talk about it. Yeah. That's, that's just how I see it. Ghosting should be a crime. <laughs> Have you, you ever ghosted? Go oh, God, all the time. <sighs> and it's... It, uh, I, oh, God, I don't want to, like, interrupt your story. Yeah. But, yeah, just, like... Gone. It makes me so sad, especially when, like... It, like, it's very rarely that I meet someone that I'm like, oh, my God, you're interesting and cool. And, like, I could actually, like, you know, like break down all of my shitty walls for you and then they ghost you that happened to me like this summer and i was like ugh. and like i think there's different state like levels of ghosting it 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 depends on what it is like in this case it was like and it goes into the story there was a couple awkward situations or sexual situations that happened and it essentially was just like i'm down to hang out again if you are and but like you let me know when you're free because like i know you're busy uh, and I'm pretty flexible, so you just let me know when you want to hang out again. And then it was, like, nothing. So that was my ghosting. But, like, there's other really bad ghosting situations, I think. Like, when it's, like, really serious. Like, this was only four or five dates. So it was still ghosting. If you want to ghost at the first date, that's totally fine. But, yes. like, yeah, like, four or five dates, come on. Yeah. Like, you've put in some serious time. It's a bit much. It's a bit much. But the story... Four, four or five dates, like, man, that's when you get to, like, get to kiss them. No, I'm kidding. First date? No, I'm kidding. I'm not that much of a prude. That's what's <laughs> funny about this situation, because we didn't kiss until, like, the third or fourth date. Oh, really? And that's what was awkward about it, because I was having fun, and, like, the conversation was good, and, like, I was pretty attracted to him. And then, like, finally there was a night that we went to his apartment, and we watched Rick and Morty on the couch. Oh, nice. And finally, like, it came up that we hadn't kissed yet. I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm just really bad at making the first move. Like, I'm pretty dominant in every way. (laughs) But, like, just give me the first kiss. Like, just give me the lean-in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I will roll with it. Totally. Yeah, then you can start, like, being a little bossy bitch. But, like, (laughs) no, yeah, I'm so, we're so much alike. (laughs) I knew we would be, and this is why I'm like, Okay, I'm telling the story on Heidi's episode because it has to come out because it's just, it's too funny to not talk about. But like, we ended up actually doing like a countdown to kiss. Because oh. we were both so nervous to kiss that we were like, three, two, one, go. Oh, that's really cute. <laughs> I mean, now it's not now because I know what happens, but like, ugh. That's and then really we cute. kissed and like it escalated. 
And I moved up to the bedroom and he actually has like a nice house with stairs. <gasps> with That's stairs. so rare. Oh, God. Right? I was just like, you're successful. You have stairs in your house. Went up, was fooling around. There was like a lot of action going on. But I noticed he wasn't getting hard. Ooh. <laughs> So I was like, oh, God, I'm going to do the girl thing where I overthink this. And I go to, am I not hot enough? What, like, what's wrong with me kind of thing? And it just wasn't happening. So it never actually got to the point where we had sex. But, like, we did everything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was he drunk? I've had that, like, before. That's that's what everyone asks. And, like, maybe maybe two drinks. Oh, no. So, like, I don't think that's drunk. Like, I, I think... Maybe it was influenced by alcohol, but like, no judgment if you have problems. It's just in my situation, I was just like, okay, and I'm, this is how I usually attack the, the situation is I'm just like, let's take a breather, is what I say. Like, let's just chill out for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then like, maybe like, redo it later. But anyways, we called it a night. I fell down his stairs. Oh no! And like, it was like a, I fell back on my tailbone. I'm like, what? Oh no, oh no, 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 no. Like Kevin McAllister in Home Alone on the sled. Yes. <laughs> I felt it. And it was a situation where, like, you know, I've been on like four dates with this guy. So I was still trying to like be cool. So I got up and I was like, I'm okay. But then I saw like blurry stars everywhere and I was like I clearly had the wind knocked out of me uh, from the fall yeah. and I just got like do you, do you remember when you were a kid and you used to like get like a soccer ball to the stomach oh, or something you need a minute yeah and you're just like you almost can't breathe and like that's what happened I was like I need to lay down I need to lay down can you get me water and it was just so fucking embarrassing and he went into like paramedic mode oh he just like, put her in the that? safety position yeah. are you okay are you okay and it was all good. So it was super embarrassing, but the sex didn't happen. And then we, we hung out again the next week, and I actually had him over. And I was like, this is the time. This is, like, if it doesn't happen this time, something's probably wrong. Like, maybe you're not attracted to me. Like, I don't know. That's just how I see it, but maybe I'm overthinking it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the sex actually happened, but again, it wasn't that hard. It was semi-hard. Semi's better than not. <laughs> Semi's better than not. And in my mind, I was like, heard enough? So we had sex. <laughs> but like, at that time, it was like a six-month dry spell. Quite literally, like, he was not hard and we had sex and I came like within 30 seconds. Oh, wow. <laughs> Holy shit. That happens, though, when you, like, aren't, like, like I masturbate so much that I feel like I've ruined myself for, like, any other, like, non-vibrator-related sexual experience. So, like, when you don't do that and you don't have sex for a while, like, you can come, like, boom. It was boom. But, I mean, it's just, like, on top for me is, like, it's so easy. Like, just boom. <laughs> Because in my mind, and, like, eesh, like, and this is no offense to guys or anything, but, like, if I'm on top and I'm, do- like, doing the motions... It's not really you. Like, you're inside me, but, like, that's more me. Yeah. Than you. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of more me. And so I came, like, super quick, but then, like, and that was, like, maybe 30 seconds, maybe a minute. He came, like, within two minutes. And I'm not exaggerating. And when it was done, he said, whoa, I wasn't even hard. (laughs) I wish you could see Hottie's face right now. Oh, what? And I was like, oh, this is awkward. So awkward. Wow. Pillow talk, huh? 
<laughs> oh my god. So that's my story. Oh man. I had sex with a semi-hard guy. Actually, probably wasn't even hard. I don't know. In my mind, I thought it was hard enough, I say. But... <laughs> so embarrassing. And that's the guy who ghosted me. So he, did he ghost you after that? Like after that, like I think a couple texts were sent like, oh, we should hang out again. And then I was just like, yeah, maybe. You don't want a guy that can't get hard that, like, right. c- comes after two minutes, even though Isn't that he's weird? Not- I never knew that a guy could do that if he's not hard. I want to look up, like, a medical textbook now. But, like, I didn't... Right? Yeah, I didn't think that either. I, yeah. Isn't that bizarre? And, like, so embarrassing on my end because I was just like... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this semi hard dick. <laughs> like I was just like, <laughs> well, I got late though. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, this weird thing happened to me uh, like a few years ago. I went on this date with this guy who was like pretty nice. I like yeah. Anyway, he was fine. He was he was fine. Um, we went out on a second date, and this was the date. That, like I am not no prude, so like if it's a second date, I'm like we gonna fuck. <laughs> <laughs> get it get it done because like, if you don't have the social chemistry what's the point well yeah and i'm like one date to find out if you're crazy or not like if yes. you're gonna murder me two dates okay yeah like if we make it to the second date like yeah it's, it's on <laughs> and so i went out with this guy and uh we met at this bar and like he was he came he got there first and he was just like yeah 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 we were like drinking beers and stuff and we did have quite a lot to drink but not like a crazy amount like we had like three beers or something like that and he kept like complimenting me he was just like oh you're so pretty and like i don't know why you're on this date with me and like uh and he was really cute and had like a cool job and like he owned his his own apartment and like didn't seem like a mess so i was like you're very insecure like uh, (laughs) i I didn't say this but like i like my like radar was was like he's like really laying it on and i don't know why he's so insecure and then, um, so I went back to his place and like he has this like beautiful apartment, like kind of on the water in like downtown Toronto, which I'm like, you're paying a lot of for this real estate, but it's completely empty. It is like there's appliances, there's a bed, there's a couch, but there's no stuff. Huh. Like there's just no, no evidence of him like being a person basically (laughs) there's like no books there's no magazines lying around or like Mm. there's not even there's like a tv but there's no dvds or anything like that or even like a i don't think that's yeah like a netflix box or anything like that it just so it's like the vibe is already and there's just a single very expensive bottle of wine on the counter and i'm like and like i know my wine so i'm like "Mm, that's like 50 bucks (laughs) like i would never buy a 50 (laughs) dollar bottle of wine anyway so like but there's just a single bottle of wine on the counter so we split it like his tv doesn't work so we're just like i don't like i'm like did you just move in here and like he he's like i've been i've been living here for like two months and i'm like like he did he was like yeah i just moved here but i've been living here for like two months i'm like two months you should be accumulating some stuff some trash yeah and so we split this bottle of wine and uh like so i start like making out with him and everything which i had to initiate and we're like fooling around (laughs) and then um like i'm kind of like Let's let's bring this to the bedroom, like that kind of thing. And, I he, love and, that and he's like, no. What? And I'm like, what? What? Like, <laughs> you're just you're like talking about how great I am, and now I'm like, you're being like, are you like a virgin? <laughs> like, no. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. like, it's very rare that the guy says no. It and is I'm like, rare. And I'm yeah. like, why though? And he's like, I 
was so nervous to go on this date with you that I had like six beers before I went out. Like we've, I even got to the bar and, uh, now I, there's no way I'm getting hard right now. Cause he had like six beers. Then he had three beers with me and then he, we split a bottle of wine. So he's just like, there's just no way that I'm getting hard tonight. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like, I guess oh I, God. in hindsight, I guess I, yeah, like, we're, we've been making out and, like, dry humping and, like, it's, like, limp as hell. So I'm like, I should have, I should have known that anyway. But I'm like, eh, okay. He's like, do you want to just go into my bed and cuddle? And I was like, <laughs> I feel like the man in this situation because I'm like, cuddle? Ugh. And so um, he, like, we go into his room. He's, like, spooning me. And then... um. He immediately falls asleep. And I, it's, at this point, it's maybe like 11 o'clock at night, and I'm a bit of a night owl. I'm like, I don't want to go to bed at a, it's like a Saturday night, and it's 11 o'clock. I don't, like, my friends are out. I want to go, like, hang out with my friends at least. So I, like, shimmy out of his, like, spoon, (laughs) and then I just, like, go out with my friends. And then the next day, he wakes up at, like, 6 a.m., and he starts texting me, being like, do you want to go, I'm up, do you want to go for brunch? And I get these, text at like noon and like it's again like another one of those situations where he's like where are you where did you go do you want brunch why are you texting me back da 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 and I'm like because you're texting me at 6am you psycho and like uh yeah also 6am is not brunch oh I know and uh, he was just sending me all these texts at like 6am and um yeah and then he kind of got like mad at me by like he was just texting into the nothing and uh, I wasn't getting back to him and then he started he was getting mad at me and then he was just like fine I guess you don't want to like see me anymore da 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 and this was like at 8 a.m and I texted him back when I woke up at like noon and I was like hey sorry um I just woke up but like I ba- I didn't call him crazy but I like sl- in my head I was like you're nuts I don't want to do this anymore and I like coolly removed myself from like that relationship but i'm like who has six beers before they go out on a date absolutely crazy Mm -hmm. because like you would be pretty drunk at that point i know he didn't seem drunk and like (laughs) i i'm more i sort of wanted to go out with him again just to be like what the fuck is up with your apartment you don't own anything like that was that is so fucked up uh, yeah it was maybe leading a double life maybe (laughs) it was just like it was was the weirdest date i've ever been on but yeah like bizarre shit yeah but like maybe your guy wasn't hard because like maybe he had six beers before <laughs> you guys went out because he was intimidated by you i oh, i love and also hate that reasoning i get that a lot when like things don't work out with guys my friends are like he's just intimidated by how awesome you are <laughs> oh i know like, it seems like such a seems cop so. out. like come on i was like, just but- like if i'm awesome then why are you intimidated come on fuck do you ever have um situations where there's alcohol involved and you kind of question like are you drunker than i am and like if i do this is this bad (laughs) do you know what i mean like like do we need to actually sign a contract that this is going down (laughs) oh my god in this like hashtag me too climate uh i like i usually god i feel like the times i've had sex sober far or far fewer than the times I've had sex drunk but like not like I've never like had sex with anyone that's like passed out unconscious usually I'm holding down the fort and being the being drunker category but like again I've never had a situation either where like 
I've been too drunk that I've been like, oh no, what happened? But I definitely have friends that have, and I think that's incredibly shitty when like, shitty's like not even the word for it. Like when a girl's like basically passed out and some guy's like, they wake up and the guy's like inside her. I'm like, (sighs) wow, you should go to jail, man. That's Yeah, that's fucked. I've been very lucky that I've never been in a situation like that. Or like, I don't know, like I, yeah, I don't think I... I, guys are sort of lucky because, again, like, I, they can't really get hard if they're too drunk. So what's the point? <laughs> you like, drunk. if I was, like, with someone passed out, I'm not going to, like, bounce up and down on his limp penis. <laughs> <laughs> yep, but I did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I, it, it wasn't totally soft. Like, it was, like I said, hard enough. Like, that's <laughs> just, enough. like, I'm using quotes. You can't see. Hard enough. I had a situation where... I had drunk sex with someone. We were both drunk. And he woke up the next morning not remembering it. Really? And how I did, did. How did that make you feel? Like, like I raped someone. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, like, looking back, I'm like, did I, did I just, did I just do that? And because, like, I was drunk too, but I, I don't get blackout drunk. Me, me, I used to, and then yeah. like I feel like I got over that or something like that. I, That's yeah. good though. Yeah, I, I really re- like even last night I drank way too much, but I remember everything that happened, and I, I'm the kind of person that will like text other people to be like a horrible person and be like, "You did this." Last <gasps> <night>. <laughs> oh man, though it's kind of the worst superpower to have though, because like I remember what I like, I remember what everyone else did, but I also remember what I did, and like. So last night I was like, I have some real hot takes on things when I get drunk. I love it. We are the same. So like, I just remember like, it's like I'm floating above my own body. And I remember like cornering someone and being like, this is what I think about this. And I just say some things to like coworkers that I really shouldn't have been saying and stuff. And I'm like, oh no. Were you dropping truths? I was dropping truths. It's nothing that I wouldn't necessarily say not like i would not say it's i meant everything i said but i'm just like some of those things you need to keep close clo- you need to keep your cards closer to your chest brand or like oh no oh, oh my gosh that that, that it's is not, that, it's, it's not that bad but you know like just stuff that you sh- shouldn't be saying or lot. you shouldn't say it in the way you're saying it yeah <laughs> like i think that's that's part of it too it's like you might say it when you're sober but because you're drunk you're saying that way more bluntly and straightforwardly yeah. <laughs> than like you ever would be i love that though that's kind of what inspired the show i was like i just love having kind of like alcohol induced combos like heart to hearts yeah with people like it's kind of my favorite thing like you might not know someone that well but if you have a couple of drinks with them You'll find out their fucking deep, dark secrets. That's, oh God, I feel so bad for people that don't drink. And I'm not trying to be like, I'm super reliant on alcohol, but like, you really connect with people when you have a few drinks and like, you just, it it naturally like loosens you. That's why it's called a social lubricator. Yes. Cause like, God, it's, yeah, it's so, it's so much more fun. Could you date a guy who doesn't drink? (laughs) <laughs> I I went on a few dates with a guy that did not drink and it was like kind of a deal breaker. I didn't oh want it to God. be like I gave it a shot, but like it was kind of a deal breaker. It kind of is in a way. Well, because it I really think- sucks that it is, but like oh man, I, yeah, like it's it's very much a culture. Like I do uh-huh. want to be able to go to bars and everything like that, and I don't want like to feel bad that you're drinking like a coffee, you know? A hundred percent. And I think with comedians. You're in bars all the fucking mm-hmm. time. You're working late. You're working later hours. Oh, that's my dad. Ignore. 
Hey, Dad. Hey, I'm super hungover and talking about uh, bouncing up and down on limp so, penises. I'm so happy I finally told that story. I needed to get it off my chest. But, uh, oh, fuck, what was I saying? I also feel like people that don't drink, maybe um, they don't mean it to be this way, but, like, they seem a little bit judgmental when you do. Yeah. there There is kind of an air of, like, well, I don't because it's, it's bad for me and it's not healthy. And it's, like, with me, like... I drink socially, but I also drink for the show. So, like, not every podcast episode is drunk. Mm-hmm. Could be, like, one one or two beer or something like that. Some of them are more drunker than others. But alcohol is consistently in my life on a weekly basis. And with comedians, like, yeah, you're at, you're, you're at bars. You're working late with servers or people in the service industry. They're working at restaurants late. And then it's part of the culture to have a beer with your coworkers mm-hmm. at the end of the night. It's just how it is. Like, I dated someone who worked in a restaurant like uh, uh, like a late night pub downtown Halifax, like open super late, worked super late hours, and would come home drunk almost every night because it was just part of the culture for him to like drink, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, it's 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 interesting because I, I I've approached guests and like they've just been like, you got to drink in podcast, but I don't drink, and I was like, I'll still have you on because you're awesome, but it's so much funner when there's alcohol. Yeah. It's it's just so much more of a relief. I don't know what it is. Well, yeah, like, I mean, you don't have to feel bad about that being a deal breaker because, like, some people are like, oh, like, like, if you smoke, like, it's a deal breaker. And like, I, I could date someone that smokes. Like, it just depends on, like, if it fits into your lifestyle. Like, and, like, uh-huh. someone that doesn't drink doesn't fit into my lifestyle. It should be situational. Like, mm. people shouldn't go into dating being, like, here are my deal breakers and, like, ask ask them those deal breakers on the first date and be like, well, you're out. Like, it should be, like, a, how much do I like you? And yeah. Like, 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 how much is there chemistry here? And then figure out if those deal breakers are in. But, like, alcohol, like, I just, I drink a lot. You'll have to not judge me no. if you date me. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> I drink a lot. My friends drink a lot. Like, our lives sort of revolve around alcohol, which probably isn't the healthiest choice. But, like, I'll figure that out later. <laughs> so do you think you're the truth bomb drunk? Like, you know how there's different kinds of drunk people? Like oh yeah. Do you think you're the truth bomber? I've gone through different s- stages in my life. Like again, in like university, I was kind of like a bit of a blackout barfy person. Now I don't <laughs> barf at all. I remember everything. And yeah, like I'm very opinionated, which like <laughs> yeah. is kind of annoying. I know. <laughs> like, I and I'll get into fights a lot with people and I kind of don't like it. Like, uh, when I'm super drunk, like, yeah, I'll like pick fights with people and not, <laughs> not fights, but like, I'm not going to go and like punch a girl in the face or anything like that. But like, I'll pick like arguments and I'll be like, and I'll just be like the authority on everything and like that. And then like other times I'll drink and then I'll be very silly and like dancey and stuff like that. But like, just I'm, I'm mostly thinking about last night. I was like, Oh God, I had, <laughs> I had so many hot takes and like, I'm not, I'm like a dumb idiot. Like, I don't, but like, don't you feel like sometimes, okay. And like, you're 35, I'm 31. I still love gossip. Oh, I love gossip so much. Right? Oh, and I like when people are like, "Mm, I don't like gossip about other people. I don't like talking about people behind their backs. Like, I don't really like uh, rumors and stuff. I'm like, I live for all of those things. (laughs) So true. I mean, like, let's be honest. All 
Like, even in close friend groups, we're all fucking talking about each other to mm-hmm. the other people. Oh, my God, It doesn't yeah. change after high school. If you're mad at someone, everyone else knows except for, like, that person. <laughs> and it's so true. Bunch, it's so much easier to be like, I'm mad at, like, Mary to, like, you know, Angela. And then Angela will tell Mary that you're mad at her. And then maybe something will happen. But, like, oh, God, It yeah. doesn't change. Like, we're in our 30s. I know. It doesn't change at all. And we're still dealing with this shit. Oh, and it's so much fun, though. It's, like, my favorite <laughs> thing to talk about. Like, brr, 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 brr. Like, just gossip, gossiping about people. Ugh, I love it. I love when things come to a head. Like, when you're out drinking with friends. And, like, there's, like, maybe a deep-seated issue going on that no one's talked about. Oh, my God. And then someone brings it up. Because, again, it's booze. Best feeling. <laughs> booze is what... Oh, man. Like, I have moments like that sometimes when I'm like, don't say it. <laughs> Don't say don't, it, my don't little push brain. The and like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. You're going to regret this. And then blah! And I'll just like <sighs> blurt it out, like something that everyone is thinking, but like no one else is saying. My favorite type of people do that. <laughs> like, it's like, how do you feel when that gets back on you, though? Do people ever call you out? Yeah, on all your the time. shit? Oh my God, yeah. It's, I love that. And that's when like, ugh, that's when fights happen and stuff. Because <laughs> what, what I'll usually do, and you can ask all my friends and they will all agree, but I'll be like what and i'll get like so mad and i'll be like i don't do that that's not me and i'll pick a fight and then i'll like immediately apologize because like it takes me a minute to be like like my uh natural reaction is to be like no 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 wait a minute you're so like that and then (laughs) yeah you're right i'm sorry (laughs) see like i feel like i'm so self-aware that like i'm just expecting them, like everything that they say so like if someone comes at me with the truth i'm just like yeah i know that's what i do <laughs> what you want <laughs> this is who i am you know what i mean like ah uh, i'm prepared I, for oh it man, i need to get to that place because like yeah there is still that like little <laughs> thing and like, no that's not oh wait <laughs> yeah that's totally me okay yeah you're right i'm sorry <laughs> and sometimes you just gotta think on it like you gotta sleep on it i think sometimes too for you to realize like oh yeah you were right <laughs> and I think I feel like with close friends you can have that openness and there's no there's no judgment you know what I mean those are the best friendships oh yeah you can just be totally fucking oh, honest and sometimes I'll like someone will be or I'll say to someone you're so like this you do this or that and then they'll be like yeah you do too and I'm like oh yeah like why did I just attack that person <laughs> for like doing the same thing that I do and like most other people do I don't know do you ever get mad at your female friends for apologizing too much Oh, I mean, not just my female friends, but, like, women in general. I I think it's an age thing, and it's also just, like, a confidence thing. But, like, oh, man. And, like, even in comedy, there's so many females out there that are, like, so talented, and their first instinct is to just be like, oh, like, I'm sorry that I did anything. I'm sorry that I exist or that I'm taking up a man's space, oh, you know? And God. Like, but then, like, on the other op- – the like, comedy brings together – the smartest, most insecure women and the most delusional, overconfident, untalented men. I'm not saying this about, I'm not saying this about all men at all. Like there's some men that are like, that lack confidence and are incredibly funny and like do comedy because they can't not. But like, there's also just this, like these crazy people that pop up on stage and think that saying something like racist or sexist or homophobic is a joke. Yeah. And it's like, where did you come from? Who hurt you? <laughs> Who hurt you? <laughs> you just grab them by the face. 
Who hurt you? Oh man! And That's I fucked. wish that I wish that there were more women that would like go up on stage and even just be like, "Who cares?" Like, I mean, if if mm-hmm. I saw like a shitty female comedian go up and say something like racist or sexist or homophobic, I would be like, "Well, I mean, at least you exist because like you're not uh, you're not like, you're not po- scared to do it. Yeah, you're not scared to do yeah. it. You know, it sucks what you're saying. Yeah, and I don't agree." But the fact that you had the courage to get up on the stage and say that when so many men do it. Yeah. And get laughs and applause. You know um, I mean? Yeah, and there's this big wave of comedy in Toronto happening where, like, there's, like, all female rooms and there are people that will, like, go up and be, like, brassy and, like, loud and unapologetic. And, like, I'm like, yes, finally. Like, there's this surge of a movement where, like, there's finally going to be, like, maybe, like, equal parts female comedians and, like, male comedians because... God, that needed to happen. Like, I just, I hate when women apologize. It's like, really, like, I have a, like, my, new Danielle Elf, you're listening to this. I love you. But my best friend, who's done the show, um, she apologizes for everything. And, like, is that a Canadian thing, too? Like, I mean, I, I do apologize all the time, too. Uh, but, like, it's so much easier to apologize than to not apologize to the point where, with me, sometimes I don't even mean it. Yeah. And, like... Uh, I'll, if I'm in a fight with a friend, like I have this one friend who is so like proud and he won't apologize for anything, even though, like, I, I don't think I've ever heard him say, I'm sorry, <sighs> even though it's so much easier to just say, I'm sorry and like go through with it. And it, like, everything would be fine if you just, just say you're sorry, but he won't because that word means something to him. But for me, it's sad to say, but it doesn't mean anything. Like I'll just It's say, a conflict resolution. Yeah. Oh, I'm right. like, all I need to do is say, I'm sorry, even though I'm not. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. It has lost all of its meaning for me. That and ooh, here comes my feminist agenda. knocking at the door again. I just feel like women are more open to admitting they're wrong or like admitting their faults. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like men, like sometimes I'm just like with male friends, I'm just like, all you need to do is maybe just, give a simple apology and just say what I did was douchey in the moment. I'm sorry for it. And like, sometimes I just can't do that. No, I don't know what it is, but women are like the first to be like, I'm sorry. I was terrible. Oh my God. Like, and it's just, it sucks. It really does. Oh yeah. And like, ugh, ugh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm really trying not to apologize. Like I've had times where people have bumped into me and I've just been like, sorry. I was oh, I do that all the time. <laughs> be a canadian thing yeah like when uh, today i was at the gym and this girl was taking up so much space like <laughs> she just had like her locker wide open and like da da stuff everywhere and my locker was like right beside hers and i like needed to get in to like open my lock and stuff and she was just living her life having the best like you know like naked flapping around like what da 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 and i went up to like open my locker and i was like i'm sorry <laughs> sorry sorry and she didn't say anything and usually with stuff like that like uh, i say sorry and she's like oh i'm sorry and, and, then, she, an and then she moves mark. a little bit or like something and she was just sort of like she ignored me and made me like look at my combination like through a crack and uh anyway i was a bit like good for you like you don't give a fuck that someone's right here and i apologize to you and i don't know why i did that that should be a daily task for every woman let's just try not to apologize as Mm. much like day to day just day to day life things just try not to apologize as much you know what i mean like fucking fuck it like you don't owe them apologies like they bumped into you (laughs) yeah be like fuck you oh i'm sorry yeah you should be 
It's so fucking true. Oh, man. Well, we're at an hour 13. So Holy, really? Yeah. Oh, my go. God. I know, right? Well, I got to wrap it up because Heidi has to go get her eyebrows done. <laughs> one beer in. I love that you thought I was going for an eye exam. I know. I misunderstood. I thought, yeah, I thought you were going for an eye exam. I'm like, I don't want to get her too drunk before her eye exam because that might be... That might be real bad. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. This was fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. And um, next time you're in Halifax, let me know and come back on. Yes, please. And I would like, love that. Send any comedian friends in Halifax my way if they want to come on and do the show. Because yeah. I, I fucking love this. Oh, I love shit. that you're starting to get comedians on. That's so great. Yeah, that's kind of my, my target. Where can people... Okay, so number one, do you have any exciting things coming up that you want to plug? Ooh, um, I'm going back to Toronto on Thursday. So, I mean, if you're in, if it, do you have any like Toronto like listeners you think? Okay, so if you're in Toronto, my best friend Andrew and this other comic who's amazing named Sarah Hennessy are doing, they're taping their, um, comedy albums at this place called Buddies in Bad Times Theater. Uh, in, in Toronto and um, I'm hosting it so it's going to be very fun and it's going to be my first show that I do back in Toronto so that will be great it's going to be a very good show so come to that Ooh. that's the only thing I really have to plug and watch, <laughs> watch the finale of 22 minutes it's not really like a finale where anything oh, yeah. like a cliffhanger happens or anything but yeah that's on on Tuesdays at I think 8.30 perfect yeah. look it up in your local TV guide yeah <laughs> Imagine they sell TV guides. Oh. And you have a bitchin' okay, you have a bitchin' Instagram. So I oh, in- yay. I insta stalked you. And <laughs> what I love about your Instagram is you dress up in costumes a lot. I love costumes. And I appreciate that about you so much. Like you did a post, I think, on Halloween that was like, Here I am slaying every single year of Halloween. And you just <laughs> scroll through and see your costumes. Oh man, Halloween's, like, my, That's amazing. Halloween's my Christmas. I love it so much. Ding ding. <laughs> we actually did a Christmas episode on the podcast, um, talking about Christmas. And I'm actually not a huge Christmas fan. And then my friend Corey, who's a co-producer on the show, he came back with a rebuttal, just essentially being like Christmas sucks and Halloween is the only holiday that should ever exist. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so true. Christmas makes me makes people sad. Halloween <sighs> makes them so happy. And Halloween is like a creative holiday. Mm-hmm. So if you're at all creative, like that's when you come out of the woodwork. Yeah, I think there should be two a year. Like one yes. Halloween is not enough. Yes. Like maybe one in the spring mm-hmm. and one in October. Oh, that's the dream. That's the and I think did you dress up as Rachel one time? Oh my god, yeah. Did you comedy as Rachel Green from Friends? Yeah, I did a show in Toronto that like I was obsessed (laughs) in my youth with like must see TV Thursdays on NBC. Like I love Friends. I love like Will and Grace and Frasier and like all that stuff. So Uh I did a show where everyone had to be a character from like a must see TV show. So there was like I hosted it as Rachel and then my friend was Ross and then like one of my friends was like Nina from Just Shoot Me and then another one was like um oh god who else like Richard from Caroline in the City oh like my god. just these like deep cut uh NBC shows. I, oh yeah and then one guy was like Fraser Crane. Um it was very fun. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, I love it. So follow and I think you're just Hottie Brander on Instagram. Yeah. Right? And on Twitter too? Uh, yeah. 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 I should know that because I tried to use it. It's a pretty easy name to get the rights to. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. This was so much fun. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad that I got you before you're potentially going back to Toronto. Yeah, man. Limited in your Halifax time. So, you do the honors. We ended <gasps> off by a bell ring. So, ring that bell. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's an epic bell ring. <laughs>